I'm just so wondering, fun. like, how do you go from Bernadette Peters to Reba McIntyre? I don't know. That feels know. there's a definite shift Smooth there. Smooth transition, right? <laughs> you know something? Uh, I'm a survivor. I just want to put that out there. I yeah. just, go yeah, go watch the it. Reba uh, sitcom. Wonderful. I love it. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 32 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your show choir's production of Mary Poppins Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. And we would love to hear from you all. So please leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To find out more about the Theater Nerd cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we're discussing Broadway replacements. man here we are rachel episode 32 ah i can't believe it we're really we're just it just keeps happening we're chugging along (laughs) (laughs) we're here yeah for those that you know i just want to peel back behind the curtain a little bit for those rachel and i are actually in the same state right now yay (laughs) but not in the same place but we're not in the same place yeah hopefully the recording's okay so, yeah, we'll see. It's a week-to-week basis um, here at Theater Nerds. It is. It is. Do we have any consistency? We Time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. But what a week it's been. I just yeah. returned from California. Um, you know, if you guys followed my Instagram stories, you would have seen my whole trip. Tried some And you would have salivated the... over the food. And yeah. it was, Yeah. Got to go to the Hollywood Bowl. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. So we're Incredible. back here. We're, you know, just going to start a new work week soon. So we're, you know, we're, we're, we're ready for the weekend. We're glad it's here. We're glad the weekend is here. I know that you are, have been on vacation technically, but I love that you're also yeah. glad that we're the weekend. He took a red eye back home. And that really, yeah. if anyone knows it, it's like really, it's, it's actually good to do that, but also it really will mess you up. Yeah. It's really, it's really like my eyes are red. <laughs> <laughs> They're serious yeah. about the name. It's, it's, yeah, it lives up to its name. Um, so before we jump into Broadway replacements, which is going to be so much fun, and we'll talk about the reason why we're talking about this today. But um, of course, we got to do our weekly segments right now. High School Musical, TNTS. the musical, yeah. the series, the series, um, featuring this week Jojo Siwa. Is that what yes. I, did I say it right? Yeah, Jojo Siwa, literally yeah. out there out, from nowhere. From she disappears. Yeah, and also she's like so tall. <laughs> that I love that. Me? That was your takeaway. Like, well, also. Her acting was just okay. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't amazing. And that they I'm were like. Hopeful. They were like, she's not, they were like, you know, I have two left feet. And I'm like, isn't dancing like her thing? Like, why would you make this character not a good I thought dancer? that's funny. See, yeah. I found that funny. <laughs> yeah, but I want to see her dance. Yeah. yeah. I think she's trying to break out into other spaces. I, what I was your thinking... thoughts on this episode? Yeah. Thoughts on this episode. Why am I obsessed with prom type dancing type <laughs> scenes once again here with a camp rock song love that love that yeah, journey. that was fun the only thing i didn't like about that is that the song is like a love song and then it I was know, like the brother, the brother and, and sister, sister. <laughs> i was like what 
it is kind of a love song. And then Seb is there. Yay, Seb! Yeah. And Carlos, they sing uh, for the second part yes, of the song, which was I was cute. like, yes, bring them in. <laughs> but, you know, I really, I liked, this episode was really heartwarming, especially towards the end. And you you can see the the characters trying their best to mature and, like, actually talk about things in a way that... I, I feel like they often have avoided doing in the school setting in the last two seasons. And so I really hope we don't lose any of that because I actually, I like growth. I like this growth that's happening and mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's cool. I also was thinking about if, if there might be recur- recurring characters from the camp that end up somehow in the next season of high school musical, the musical, the series, but I, I really, I really liked it. Overall, I felt, I liked it. I was missing, like, I feel like there should have been another song that was happening during the, like, a Frozen song. Yeah, I feel like next week, because it's going to probably be the show, I feel like we'll get a lot of, a lot of songs in that one. And I I gotta say, I'm missing Olivia. I'm, Olivia Rodrigo, I'm like, wait, I guess she's just not, she just won't be in the the fourth season at all. Do you think she won't be in it at all? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. So here's my thing with this episode, too, is that I did enjoy it. It was fun. But there's the end sequence of, like, um, what's her name? Why can't I? The girl playing Elsa. Why can't I remember her name? Courtney. Courtney. Thank you. Courtney is having, like, a panic attack. And the girls, like, come around her and, like, support her. And then she's going to. And they sing this very auto-tune song. Yes. And um, um, immediately I was like. Julia Lester sang, I think that's her name. Yeah. And I was like, wait, that was not live. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they I don't know why no. they yeah. auto-tuned the song, especially because yeah. Courtney starts singing the song. And it's live. definitely yeah, it's yeah. definitely live. Yeah. And I would have preferred it. I would have preferred that. I wonder if maybe just something on the day, maybe it didn't sound good, or I don't know. But they come around her, and I really like that moment of all of them, like, supporting her, and that's really cool. Yeah. But then they try and equate... So then she decides to go and do the rock climbing wall, which I thought was cool. I was like, okay, you're bringing... Like, this is a callback to her not wanting to do the rock climbing wall. But yeah. then they try and equate Carlos trying to want to be a bro and get the ice bucket challenge, basically. Like... <laughs> I felt like it was more about him feeling comfortable in his own skin. See, like, there's been this parallel between Courtney and Carlos the entire time. That's true. Right? That's like, true. they start off camp both very worried about separation anxiety from the lifestyle that they're used to, from all these things right. that give them comfort. This is way out of their comfort zone. And I felt like this was about, like, Carlos also. I mean, I agree that I don't – I really would have preferred it to just be a Courtney moment. Like, yeah. give a girl a moment, especially because yeah. I feel her experience about talking about anxiety or the, the snapshots that we've seen over the episodes have been, like, real and, like, very – like, right. very, like – um emotional and like this was a carlos thing that feels like it just came up during this episode and i'm not this saying, is, that's what i'm saying i'm not saying that that's like, not important yeah. i feel like right. it is important i just it why did it need to be at the same time yeah um but i feel like if carlos yeah was a thing that was going on throughout the whole season because he seems like even during the reality the episode where they were doing the reality show stuff he seemed fine like he wasn't like i don't know yeah. Anxious about anything or, you know, worried about missing things back home. He he really even seemed like there wasn't even many times he seemed like he was missing Seb that much. Maybe a couple times, but. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, I, like I said, I think that there are parallels, but I'm not, I don't know. I, do, I also didn't enjoy the montage at yeah. that moment. So that's the only thing. But it was a fun episode. The Gina and, and EJ breakup was, you know, as drama filled. Spoiler. Is it, is it always, oh, yeah. Spoiler. Sorry. I mean, the other is thing. I, th- I mean, I don't know. The other thing I think that's very interesting is um, I just really, I really wanted Ricky to say what he was going to say. And I really thought he was going <laughs> yeah. to. And he's like trying to care for Gina. But like at the same time, he's continually sabot- sabotaging himself. Yeah. And... 
I just need him. I need, I need there to be like, he's grown so much during this camp moment. I just, he was so close. I, and I really It's such hope. a Disney Channel moment of him. Yeah. But my favorite, my favorite part of the episode, not to be missed, not to be missed at all, is when Seb comes in and first of all, love Sebby. And he comes in and then he, he, there's this moment where he and Carlos are talking about the structure of the show. And Seb is so mm-hmm. confused. He's like, wait, what? This is a show for Disney Channel and EJ's directing? And and Carlos has to tell him, like, at least once that, or, you know, that no, it's a, like, EJ's it's directing Frozen and yeah. then Corbin Blue is directing the entire thing for Disney Plus. <laughs> and it is yeah. a, it's a moment where I'm like, wow, the audience feels so seen. Because we thought, are savvy trying to understand. I kind of, uh, to the point, the only thing, the last thing I'll say is that to the point of you maybe saying that characters from this season may return for next mm-hmm. season, I wonder, I kind of like the idea of like, this is summer camp, like you meet these people just for one week or whatever, and then yeah. you don't see them again ever. Like, that's such like a summer camp thing. So it I is, but it makes me RIP very sad. I know. Could we have a recurring summer camp? So in two more seasons, we then get this again. I'd be down. I'd be here for it. Yeah, same these. Yeah, Frozen is such a weird show to do at a summer camp. I just gotta say. I mean, come on now. We we've done many weird shows at summer camp. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, next week we'll conclude this segment that has gone on now for thirteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the whole podcast now, yeah i know i know uh amazing amazing well let's jump into replacements listen this this was my idea yeah. to do this yeah. so i tell guess us, i can tell us tell us first of all what you envisioned when you thought about this and if you might the difference between a broadway replacement and understudy and a swing if you, swing. If you can yeah these are big Big idea questions that I love. I'm so excited to jump in. Yay! To dive in. Um, well, the reason why I thought of this is, you know, Rachel and I were mapping out our fall, you know, uh, episodes for the rest of the year, which is super... You guys are going to... I'm so excited for you guys to hear all of them. They're super fun. And I, you know, last week we talked about the fall theater preview and we referenced um, Leah Michelle coming Back coming to Funny Girl, which just opened. Rachel, I don't know if you um, saw her her bow and oh, everything. Oh, I saw the bow. Don't worry. <laughs> Did you? I went on YouTube. I meant to send this to you. I went on YouTube and I immediately found a recording of her singing Don't Rain on My Parade. Oh my in, gosh. In her first performance, which I'll have to send to you if it's not taken down already. Yeah, send it to me. Um, and it was amazing. And she, I, I, um, there's a Broadway account that we both follow that was there on, on her opening night. Yeah. And, um, he said that there were between six and eight Sandy ovations or something like that, like throughout the whole performance, which is super, it's just crazy. Um, so, you know, juxtaposing that on the exact same night was the new cast of Into the Woods, which yeah. also, and we, Rachel and I just want to say for the record here, I think we both called, we called it. it. Yeah, we knew they were going to extend, you know, for yeah. some reason. Yeah, I mean, reason. how could you not extend yeah. Into the Woods through the yeah. holidays? And they are okay. now officially extended yeah. through January 8th. Which uh, they're saying it's the last time, but, yeah. you know, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, but now definitely they can be nominated for Tony's. Yeah, so. they will be. They so, will be nominated. I yeah. will be super shocked if they don't win. So do you think it would be, I guess it would be the original. It would be like Sarah Bareilles and Ryan Darcy James would be nominated. I don't know. I don't know what the rules yeah. are. But I mean, I this is either. a great, this is a great point of the idea of replacements, right? Like yeah. who gets nominated for yeah. the show when it's, yeah. especially when it's a revival. If it's an original Broadway production and it's new normally it's the original broadway cast that gets nominated individuals right well we all know well lee michelle won't get nominated so that that's yeah so anyway so that was the kind of the big reason i was like well let's talk about replacements it's a big thing in the broadway community it's a thing that um i think for some it's kind of 
it's a little like taboo sometimes to talk like to replace in a show it can be like uh oh you are replacing someone rather than just doing the original either originating or doing the revival like an original revival yeah um which is a you know contradiction but um, an original revival. <laughs> an the original, original revival. the yes. revival cast. Yes, the exactly. First revival cast. So, yeah. as Rachel pointed out, the differences between a replacement versus an understudy versus a swing. So, a replacement is literally, as it says, someone that comes in and replaces um, someone in the show. Usually, mm-hmm. someone that hasn't been in the show yet. Um, usually, someone that. Usually someone of a big name, like even if um, it's the person they're replacing is, isn't a big name, they'll sometimes, you know, bring in big named, you know, it could be like a singer, it could be a, a theater, a film actor, actress, it could be someone that could maybe sell more tickets, they're trying to sell more tickets, something like mm-hmm. that, um, or it could be just someone they, you know, thought would be good in the role. Um, as well. Um, or it could be something like Lee Michelle where apparently it was her destiny and, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, uh, they just, the producers were like, this seems like a fun idea that Twitter came up with. So let's they do were that. like, we really love Ryan Murphy's Glee yeah. as well. Let's yeah. put her in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then an understudy is someone that is in the show already um, typically yes. a ensemble member and they right. understudy, usually they understudy multiple, they call them tracks in the show. Um, so a track mm-hmm. is basically just a, char- a, a character. Um, so they understudy. Normally a lead more. character since yes. they're an ensemble member. They're normally, yeah. you know, an, an understudy for two or so lead characters. Yeah. And that's been a big thing currently because, and I mentioned it last week, like Julie Benko taking over for Beanie when she was sick, or um, I'm forgetting his name, but the uh, the guy that took over for Hugh Jackman in The Music Man when yeah. when he was uh, had COVID. So these understudies take over these roles, and that's been happening a lot lately, where. Mm-hmm someone will get sick and they'll have to understudy and then um, something like that. And the, interestingly, they talked about in that interview, which I believe I put it in the show notes last week, but I can put it here as well, is that um, some usually what happens is people come and see a show to see, you know, specific people in the right. show. That's why they came. And then Please. they'll see that little paper in the program. And it'll say the role of so-and-so in this current performance is going to be played by, you know, the understudy. And then they get upset and they get frustrated by, and they're like, I paid all this money to mm-hmm. see, you mm-hmm. know, Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. And they said, actually the, the response or the, the, uh, the reaction to that has been the complete opposite now mm-hmm. because of how, these leads, you know, Hugh, Hugh and Sutton and, and among other Broadway shows are reacting, are like praising all the understudies. Yeah. The reaction has been so different, which I think is so cool and really awesome. Um, and I think definitely, I've seen shows where the understudy was literally incredible. And, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. also have to remember, like, and we'll talk about this also with swings because those are, have been really big with COVID, but but understudies, you know, they, they have their own role that they every show will play. Like, they're in the show already. Yep. And yep. they have studied and, and understand at least one, if not more than one, main character. And so, like, it's actually wild. It is wild that, you know, three hours before the show they're told or whatever mm-hmm. that they need to be on stage. Yep. And yep. for this and they specific may, role. Yeah, they may have never done that like done a run through as that role they may just have to go on and like their brain and body have performed the same ensemble part or a small speaking part for so long that it's like also they're fighting the urge to do what they normally do during the show and i find like that's it's it yeah understudies have a lot that they carry on their shoulders and i'm just constantly impressed by that yeah Totally impressed. And then at Swings, actually, I'm also I'm really, I can't. I don't understand. Yeah. So a swing is a contracted 
performer that works for the production, but they understudy the ensemble, if that's... And or mm. other tracks. I mean, they they, yes. they basically understudy almost all of the avenues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they don't the have a show. current part. So, like, every day, mm-hmm. they're not always on stage, right? Yeah. They they're, always at, they're always at the theater, but right. they're never, they're not always on the stage. Right. So, um, they have a lot of downtime. <laughs> but they also, like, at a moment's notice, have to know yeah. all the da- the choreography and dancing for any one number of these these roles. Yeah. And singing yeah. and speaking for sure which it's, is crazy and, and so like when understudies also often move up a swing is often called in yeah and that can and it doesn't happen all the time but a swing could often like if if the understudy then gets sick then the right. swing if the if the lead is sick and the understudy sick then the swing has to go in and then they'll mm-hmm. play the lead which is crazy so so then and that happens sometimes not all the time but it does happen yeah. especially with covid um, it was happening right Right. So it's a crazy time right now where I feel like I feel like swing is a term that is becoming more normal. Yeah. But um, I in the general theater audience, I feel like, you know, general, you know, society doesn't know what a swing is. But um, it's important to educate you. And so you guys can learn. You can go to the theater and be like, what's a swing? Oh, this is what a swing is. Yeah. And one other thing after swings and understudies back on replacements yeah as we've talked about replacements can be replacements for an individual character sometimes replacements are called in for two lead characters at the same time so like an original broadway cast will perform until this date and then there are some replacements we've seen this with hamilton which maybe we'll talk about and or sometimes the entire cast is replaced it's like we move from the original cast. Often this happens when Broadway, when they move to Broadway or from, you know, from the West Coast to Broadway, almost all of the entire cast is, is replaced um, just mm. because of contracting and not yeah. necessarily because we need to sell more tickets or producers want this person. Literally, sometimes people just have a conflict and have signed a contract somewhere else. Yep. And we can talk about some of these people, but Bernadette Peters comes to mind. Cheetah mm-hmm. Rivera comes to mind where they had other things that they had to do and their obligation ended at a certain point. So they had to have a replacement. Yeah. It actually happens more time in film than it yeah. does on Broadway because it takes so long for a Broadway production to come together that, um, you know, you can do an out of town thing and then you can have six months until you go into your Broadway rehearsals or something like that. Yeah. So that I mean, we're just seeing that Rachel just sent me this thing on Instagram about Devil Wears Prada. It's probably going to be a while until yeah. it comes to um, Broadway because Elton John said that it needs some work. Quote: It needs um, some work. Yeah. Quote: EJ from uh, you know the Broadway World this yeah. week was just like the Broadway theater world was. It was there was a lot there was a lot happening. <laughs> There's a lot happening. Yeah. There were a lot of memes. So. It, so replacements are fun. I mean, I I I always find it fascinating when shows, you know, are run for a long time and then but they still want to be relevant, I guess. So they'll you know, we talked we had an episode talking about um you know, celebrities, celebrities on Broadway and a lot of these that we'll talk about may, you know, may overlap a little bit, but some of them I think it's interesting when you have theater people replay, you know, well-known theater people um, kind of doing different replacements. And it's just fun to see over the years, like, oh, yeah, I like to go back and see, oh, yeah, that person played this role? That's so crazy. Right. Let's let's jump in. Why don't you start? Oh. So Ooh. some of the... So I have some, like, big shows that had a lot of replacements, okay. but I have some individual ones that I found that I just thought were interesting. So I'm going to okay. start with those, and then we can kind of go on to the broad, big shows as a whole, um, interestingly enough, in 2004, um, Carolee Carmelo, who you guys may know as the wonderful, I believe she was in Adam's Family and um, Scandalous, that musical that lasted oh, five seconds. Yeah. yeah. Good. In 2004, she was in, she replaced, uh, I don't know who originally she placed because it was a couple years after the original production, but she was Donna in Mamma Mia. As we've talked about. Yes. 
Um, I feel like that would have been so fun to see. Um, Carolee Carmelo. She said, oh, her voice is like a powerhouse. Love it. I love um, that. Also in 2004, we had a revival of Fiddler on the Roof. and we with did. With little Me- Leah Michelle as um, one of the daughters. And <laughs> we did. <laughs> And um, Tevia was played by Alfred Molina, who has who I love Alfred Molina. He has I such an incredible voice. Too. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. You do? Yay! Yeah, keep going. <laughs> so we have um, Harvey Firestein replacing Alfred Molina as Tevia, which apparently was like everyone was kind of like, "What?" <laughs> I literally. This is yeah. my favorite part. So I, 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 I looked this up, and then I looked up like some of the articles at the time of people reacting to the news that this was going to happen yeah. before he had actually yeah. come on as Tevya. And it was a wild journey. It was a wild ride. There were some people who yeah. were like, how the heck? He's not a singer. How is he going to be able to do this? All this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, had he been uh, in Hairspray already? Yeah. He had already been in Hairspray. He had won the Tony. He had he had written the book for La Caja Falls, I think, already. Okay. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, a lot of people were like really skeptical about his turn in this because he, yeah. a lot of people were kind of turned off by his voice. I think it worked for Edna because totally worked. I mean, like it, built yeah, for that yeah, character. Yes, exactly. But Tevia is a whole other thing. And then yeah, a lot of the things that I read said he did an amazing job. And, yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. there's something about Tevya, like, you know, he's definitely got some singing parts for sure, but mm-hmm. he's also a lot about personality and he's a different yeah. kind of personality than, than Edda in, in uh, Hairspray, mm-hmm. but I still think, I still think it's very similar style of like you sell it with how you act on stage. Um, and Yeah. I, I wonder what the correlation is between Edna and Tevia. Like, I want. <laughs> like, what are the personalities? Involved parents. Yeah, I don't know exactly. They're both played by Harvey Firestein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Something it. like that. That's it. That's it. Um, in 2007, which this show had been running for a couple years by mm. this point. Um, Fantasia Barino from American Idol fame took over as Seely in the color purple. Oh my god! And gosh. apparently, uh, which also, funny enough, they're making a movie of a movie of the musical version, which should come out sometime next year. Yeah. Um, and Fantasia, Fantasia is playing Seely in the movie too, which is kind of crazy. Um, but apparently. Uh, this, like, the people were, like, wondering if this show was going to close. Like, it was, like, had been running for, like, two years at this point, I think. And then Fantasia came in and, like, re-revived the show and, like, gave it new life. And, um, originally, of course, played by LaShawns in the original production, which was really cool. Wow. Um, and then revived, of course, in 2015 by Cynthia Revo. But Incredible incredible but yeah that that Which, apparently if you have it you like, need to look up her singing oh my gosh from i'm that. here yeah. i mean oh my yeah. i'm here and he then got, also also the tone uh the today show performance of them is like so good she won an <gasps> yes. emmy for that and it's so good oh, she's only one she's only an oscar away from an egot which is i know crazy. she's so close yeah so yeah. close so close so Fantasia, I, who knew America? And then I read that she was the first American Idol winner to do Broadway. Oh, which, I didn't know that. Which definitely not the last, but no, definitely yeah. <laughs> Catherine McPhee, <laughs> who didn't win, by the way. Yeah, that's um, true. Comes yeah. to mind. Um, and then the last one I have was in 1980. Uh, 1980. Oh my goodness. 1999. Excuse me. Just only yeah, ten years later. Uh, 1999, we have Amy Get Your Gun, who, mm. uh, what, do you have this one? I do. Yeah. Bernadette Peters originating yeah. Annie in this, yeah. uh, and then replaced by the wonderful Reba McIntyre. Reba. Yes. Yeah. Late run Amazing. replacement, Reba McIntyre. Crazy. 
I think I would have really liked to have seen Reva McIntyre as I think that. I would too. But I'm just so wondering, fun. like, how do you go from Bernadette Peters to Reva McIntyre? I don't know. That don't feels... Know. There's a definite shift Smooth there. Smooth transition, right? <laughs> you know, something... Uh, I'm a survivor. I just wanted I, to put that out there. I yeah. just, go, yeah, go watch the Reba uh, sitcom. Wonderful. I love <laughs> well, something we should say, too, something I read is that often Broadway replacements have no rehearsal, hardly any rehearsal time. Isn't that they crazy? Have like, they have, like, three weeks or something like that That's just to, really to come into the show. And then often they'll, like, which I think is so cool, they'll, like, go see the show, like, five or six times. Yeah. And then they'll, which I'm like, that's the dream, just to, like, go see one I'm show. After. Look, I'd <laughs> just replace to see just, show. For just for that. Just for that. Yeah, but okay. Um, here's my this is my petition is let's get Reba back on Broadway. Can she let's do? do it. Can she do Alphaba? Can she do? <gasps> no, no. <laughs> no, no. Here's okay. Let's think. We'll think this through. Think this through. Okay. Yeah. Or Reba is Madame Morble in the no. Movie. <laughs> or um, Reba uh, as like, as King George in Hamilton. No. I was trying to think what else could she be in. Yeah. Uh, we need like a semi-classic, but it can't be Chicago. Reba as um, um, what's his name in Hades Town? No. <laughs> the the narrator. <laughs> I'm crying because that's so good. Or I mean, you know, she could be an Into the Woods. That's true. She yeah. could do. She could do the witch. She could be the. She could be the narrator. Yeah. N- the narrator. Oh, that's true. She could do that. She could be Milky White. <laughs> <laughs> the star of Broadway. Guys, Milky White's reels on the... Are on absolutely the, incredible. This is yeah, why you must incredible. follow puppets. This is why yeah. we like puppets. I'm just it's saying. Incredible. It's incredible. It's So, it's after the... These are my only individual ones. Do you have okay. any other... Indi- yeah. I have, like, big shows after this. I have this. a few individual okay. ones besides yeah. the ones that you said. Go ahead. Um... So I don't I didn't write the years down because I'm not as into it as Tay. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. So for Kiss of the Spider Woman, uh, Cheetah Rivera originally played the Spider Woman or Aurora, and the replacement for Cheetah Rivera was Vanessa Williams. Wow. Incredible. Who also was a replacement in Into the Woods. Yeah. For Bernadette Peters. So that's crazy. Um, I wrote down also that Bernadette Peters was in A Little Night Music as Desiree Armfeld, and I don't know who she replaced, but I did not know she replaced someone. I thought she was in the original cast, so I thought it was no- noteworthy. But then my, my one other thing, or I, yeah, I have two others, um, Falsettos, uh, Marvin was originally played by Michael Rupert. And Mandy Patinkin ended up playing Marvin. And this was very controversial. Swooped in. Yeah, very controversial because people were like, similar to Harvey, they were like, Mandy, he's going to play Marvin? But then I read reviews and it seems like he did really well. Also, I, mm. I stand Mandy Patinkin. Please, 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 if you do nothing else with the rest of your day, go and watch him and his wife over the over quarantine. They like organized and redid things in their closet and their son like filmed it all. And it is the funniest thing I've ever seen in oh my, my life. Oh my gosh, I have not seen this. And it's like, not supposed to be funny necessarily, but they right. are just... Mandy Patinkin is of a person as like his own world character, like a national treasure. He is. He is. Yeah. And then I have one more that I debated putting on here. I know we've kind of talked about it before, but I'm not sure if it's technically a replacement because uh-huh. I'm just not sure. We had a whole episode on thoroughly modern Millie, and Millie originally played in the the pre Broadway run. Um, by someone else that wasn't Sutton Foster. It was originally played by Christian Chenoweth, but yeah. then they were recasting right. for for the main stage, and I don't remember who they were putting in, but Sutton was the understudy for Broadway yeah. and ended up being being that that role. So, yeah, that the star. Yeah, and that really, I mean, now. as we've talked about before, really 
yeah. creating probably Which, the beginning trajectory or like the the turning point of her career yeah. just yeah it really changed her, her life yeah yeah for, <laughs> for real. better or for worse no <laughs> for better no for better <laughs> yeah um those yeah, are my that's, individuals that's amazing the i would have loved to see mary patinkin in falsettos like right as marvin were, yeah, people say that then, but I'm like, that sounds incredible. It sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, whatever. But Michael That's Rupert okay. also was quality, so I get it. Different. That's true. That's yeah. true. Different. Um, so I have some some bigger shows. Wait. I don't know how many of these you have. I mean, the main one, the it's funny. A lot, some of them, most of these are kind of modern shows. Yeah. A lot of the ones that. We those individual ones were kind of were a little bit older. I mean, even you know Harvey Faust in, in Fiddler or Fantasia in, in Color Purple. Those are almost twenty years old now, which is yeah. kind of crazy. Um, we're getting to that, and and especially Reba, that's you know over uh, over twenty years old. Um, yeah. So a lot of these are mo- are kind of more modern stuff, but the main one that I always think of, we've talked about it on the show before. We talked about it on celebrities is waitress. That's like the main one. Okay. That I, yeah. That I always think of because so many people were in this show. Yeah, so many people. <laughs> like it's kind of crazy, and I think it's interesting that, um, it all just started. Like Jesse Mueller really was like. I mean, she was the OG, but she really is mm-hmm. the OG of, like, she started the train and then it just went on from there. Yeah. And and, and it's so... I wonder how... I would, I wonder if she's talked about this in interviews of how she feels like being that originer, originator of that, that... Of Jenna. And then, yeah, so many people have gotten to play it since then that it's... I'm sure it's really cool to see that. Yeah, I will say, you know, yes, of course, she originated the actual role on the stage. And it is very, very clear when you hear the Broadway original cast recording, just how how much you can't imagine anyone else singing that, right. that yeah. show. But I will say Sarah Bareilles technically put out an album yeah. that she had before the Broadway show was on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And she sang all of the songs and Jason Mraz sang with her. On some of them, not all the songs, the songs from the original, like, uh, album. Out of Town. Yeah. 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 And so. <laughs> Which I um, loved. I loved that album. Yeah, because that Door Number 3 of... is not in that, and I love that yeah. song. Yeah. It's a good um, song. Or Door Number 2, whatever a song is it. Door number, yeah. Because it got replaced with What Baking Can Do, which is also a great which song. Which is amazing. But... I know. It's all it's yeah. all amazing. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Sarah Bareilles is a genius. I worship at yeah. the throne. Yeah. But yeah. I think, I think, um, yeah, it, it's just, it's really interesting to see how people have taken that character of Jenna and, and constantly to changed it. And and every time there's someone new who has played that role, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's actually like crazy. Like we're, we're, we are watching the Broadway live at five to mm-hmm. see them sing. We are hearing them talk on like the uh, Today Show. Like it just is crazy yeah. because we're actually so invested and I felt like I haven't seen, and maybe because Chicago is kind of not in our generation, but I haven't seen press around replacements that were continually constant like this. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So the list, of course, we have Sarah Bareilles replacing, um, and hopefully in a pro shot coming soon. Yes, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, Betsy Wolf, who, was, who apparently was supposed to... Oh no! I'm thinking. What she was? She wasn't supposed to originate. She was supposed to be doing Frozen. She was oh, supposed. To, she, she was Bet- supposed to be. Betsy Wolf was supposed, supposed to. Be Elsa. to Betsy Wolf was supposed to be Elsa, and then yeah. scheduling something with scheduling, and then she got falsettos, and then when she did, then she did falsettos for a little bit, and then she went to waitress, and waitress and Frozen were like playing like right next to each other, and I remember her talking about how yeah. crazy it was that. So. That's crazy. Betsy Wolf, Catherine McPhee, of course. Of course. Um, Nicolette Robinson, which was such a cool casting. I She's so incredible. Loved that. Yeah. Loved that. Yeah. Shoshana Bean, which oh, Amazing. Inspired, inspired. Ugh, literally. Jordan Sparks. Um, crazy. Crazy. Can't, can't talk about that. talk about some American Idol people. 
Yeah. American Idol winner, Jordan Sparks, at, Mm -hmm. like, 15 or whatever. Uh, Jennifer Nettles from Sugarland. Literally, just once again, amazing casting. Yeah. And then um, Sierra Renee, who's a fun Broadway actress. She's so... We saw her in in Hunchback back in the day. Uh, So good. And then, so, it's not even just Jenna's character. It's Dr. Pomodoro. So we have Jason Mraz. We have Eric Burgeon. We have Gavin Creel, which is incredible. Like people so of that caliber, Gavin Creel is a is a high caliber Broadway actor. Do not replace. It's very rare. Yeah. That, See, this is this is yeah. what I'm saying too. Is like it's so weird because then also Sarah reprises and goes back yeah. to to do a few, and I, I find that so funny. Like. Of course, in Chicago and in other places, if it's a celebrity replacing them, it's just then another celebrity. But this yeah. is, these are, like, also some of them are, like, real Broadway people yeah. who, like, have yeah. a name and stake in the Broadway community. Who Well, Sarah Bareilles I get because it's her show. No, and I know, so, but, like, you know, other yeah. – yeah, other people. Yeah. But even, like, like Jeremy Jordan coming in and doing oh, a little – like, that's crazy. Yeah, and Joshua Henry. It's just yeah. crazy. It's just Inspi- crazy. Literally yeah. inspired. Everyone was like, I want to do this. Yeah. And, like, Waitress is a great show. Like, it's really yeah. good, but it's not – it's not – I don't know. It's just – I don't it's know. Not, it's not the – it's not, like, the Les yeah. Mis of our right. century. Right, That's what I was thinking. It's not like Hamilton. It's like – and yeah, Hamilton has fair. a lot of replacements, too, but – yeah. yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, also, Joe and and then Josie at one point. Um, we have Al Roker it. came in. I love this. Stuff. Is my favorite. Is that Al Roker yeah. came in? Al Roker. I here here hear me now when I say, if I do nothing else with my life, if I can't figure out how to produce a Broadway show, I want to be famous enough where I can just step into a, that random character yeah. on a Broadway yeah. show like Al Roker did. I yeah. want that so badly. It really seems like Sarah Bareilles was there to promote Waitress at Today Show and and her and Al Roker were like back in the in the back and we're yeah. like laughing like ha 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 and then Sarah was like you should totally come in and play Joe and then he was like yeah ha ha and then it actually happened. And then it happened and then literally like three days later someone received a phone call. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, and then Josie, June Squibb. June Squibb came I in can't. and so wonderful coming in and playing Josie um I love that they would do that they were just like what's an older actor that we can get (laughs) and (laughs) yeah incredible um and then Oral we have Will Swenson came in and did a little again Will Swenson is a is a big name that's kind of crazy and then uh it's Ogie right or Augie Ogie uh uh mm, Augie I think it's Augie yeah no Galvin know, came in. I think he was the last doggy. I think he he may maybe we'll see him on the pro shot. Who knows? Ooh, that would be fun. And then Todrick Hall. I didn't know that. I didn't know. Todrick I Hall did not know that. Came I, when I was Augie. looking it up for this episode, yeah. I I'm sure I knew that in the back of my mind somewhere. Yeah, and then Dawn. We have Colleen Ballinger, Miranda Sings coming in and doing um, Dawn, which is so fun. Amazing. I love that. She has that. a great voice. And, a and great also, voice. like, such a great... That's such great casting for her. Yeah. So, Waitress was huge. Okay. Uh, In the Heights is one of them. That oh, I, I didn't have that one. Go Ooh. ahead. Uh, so, we have... What, it's funny that this counts as, like, a big replacement, but Javier Munez, who is a big name now, but at the time, yeah. like, I don't was think not. anyone knew who he was. Yeah. So, he, of course, replaced Usnavi, and then we have... Um, Corbin Blue, of course, replacing um, in to play Usnavi, which is insane. Inspired um, once again, I will say. Very inspired, and we I remember at the Blue. time seeing it on like Broadway dot com, and people were like, "Not like they were like what? Yeah, <laughs> like, they were like what? Yes, yeah. How? Why? People because also, uh, he hadn't done Kiss Me Kate right yet. Like he literally he hadn't. No. Yeah, he was still, like, trying to make a name outside of High School Musical for himself on the Broadway mm-hmm. stage. Yeah. yeah, And jump true. in. Let, let's not forget. Yeah. Jump in, the OG. Uh, and then Nina, of course, at one time played by um, Jordan Sparks, going back to American Idol. <laughs> Once oh. again, American Idol and Broadway Pipeline is real. Yeah. It is real. Um, the second, the next show I have, not the second, the next show I have is uh, Kinky Boots. Do you have kinky no, boots? No, that's amazing. Uh, no, I don't. 
Yes. Yay. So kinky boots, we have Char- replacing Bre- Ch- for Charlie, um, Brendan Yuri of Panic yeah. at the Disco. Pretty yeah. fun. So David fun. Cook again, American Idol. American Idol. <laughs> and then we have another reality show star, uh, Dancing with the Stars, Mark Ballas that playing is, Charlie. Is, I can't with that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Incredible, Mark Ballas. Hey, listen, I watched Dancing with the Stars. Like you did the first like six seasons. Oh, you did. Okay, and it was really good. You know when what's her name from Cheetah Girls? Um, Sabrina Bryan was on from Cheetah Girls. Yeah. She yeah. got voted off in week seven, and everyone was upset. <laughs> it was so frustrating. The way and you the know next, this. The, the next way week. You know this. The next week, everyone wore a little like cheetah paw no. and 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 and. <laughs> And then she came back and did the all-star season and she didn't win. And I was so upset. Actually crying. My true confession time is I've never seen a full episode of Dancing with the Stars. What? Oh my gosh, Rachel. We gotta binge. We gotta binge. I mean, like, I've, I I feel like I've seen enough. I saw one dance clip. I, I've seen some things. Um, I... there's a gr- that season in particular was incredible. The Sabrina okay. Bryan season. It was incredible. And just, again, it's a travesty, travesty she didn't win just travesties all around um lola replacement speaking of dancing with the stars because he's gonna be on this current season uh is wayne brady replaced lola and uh replaced that character in kinky love wayne brady though from whose line is it anyway claim to fame Mm -hmm. yeah also being in hamilton as also in hamilton yeah wonderful but he's gonna you know check it out on disney plus he's gonna be in the current um dancing with the stars season and (laughs) i i will i will i could almost bet he's gonna win like, I mean, he's just so yeah. great. Yeah, I know, I know. And then um, Taja Call playing Lola um, on Broadway, which is so fun. I love yeah. that. I love that for him. I love that. And too. then um, Lauren, the character of what we have, Taylor Louderman replacing from Mean Girls Fame, which is super which I fun. didn't know. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, and then and I I'm guessing. Uh, was the, this must have been after Bring It On? It must have. She must have done Bring It Done Bring It. It must have been in between. Then, yeah. yeah, and then she did Kinky Boots, and then she did Mean Girls, which yeah. is fun. And then from Pentatonix fame, we have Kristen Maldonado. Yay! Uh, which that is also crazy to me. We also it's, saw Pentatonix together. So We did see Pentatonix together. It's just crazy. I wonder if their agents are just like, this seems like something you would like. Do you want to do this? And then it's like, eh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to go be in Kinky Boots for a couple months? What's funny is like, this show, Kinky Boots, the, there are shows like this where it's lighthearted enough. Obviously, they're talking about real things, but it's lighthearted enough where it feels easy to bring in. Easy is a relative word. Easier to bring in. With Jenna, I'm actually pretty surprised right. because that feels like a, yeah. a holistic character. But then you have other shows, which we'll talk about, where it's like, they, I, yeah, how do, how do you replace someone? And that's why this meme is so funny. With the original Broadway cast um, and yeah. Broadway replacements. Because, like, also think about when we think about who's going to replace Sutton Foster and Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. as the main roles. Of course, anyone could technically play those roles, right? Like, if we were yep. dreaming about, there's so many great things, but how? where do you go from there? When you have such... When you either have high people who come into a role, even if they're not originating the role as the mm-hmm. original people of that cast, it is really hard to move up from there. Like, so, really hard. Yeah. But then you also have other places where it's really easy to, like, think about new people. Mm-hmm. And then I have two shows where the people who originated most of this cast, you can't not hear them in in, in every other time that you see the show. Right. And that also is difficult because they originated these roles. When you originate a role, which Bernadette Peters is like how I imagine most people, like how, right. how where do you, you would just have to be so different. You can't try to emulate mm-hmm. anymore. You have to be so different, which is why Wicked replacements are very interesting, which I know we've talked mm-hmm. about because it mm-hmm. is about emulating a lot of the time yeah. because yeah. it was such a popular musical and because the directors and Stephen Schwartz were like, this is what we want. Yeah. 
Yeah, for better or for worse. That's yeah, what and, I mean, and we've seen and, how that's been a detriment. And now finally we're moving from feeling like we need to like have these specific kinds of people and characters in Wicked. Yeah. yeah. Finally. It, 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 I wonder how different it would be if they did... I wonder if it would, if it would be as long lasting though. Like it's lasted. Well, so long. I don't know, but but like waitress in my mind, waitress did this really well too. Of like mm-hmm. no no one is Jesse Mueller, so people right. weren't trying to be her. Sarah Sarah yeah. came in, she is not her. No, and so they but they took the things that they were most talented in and utilized that as a part of the character. And although waitress didn't run forever, it still ran for a long time. Mm-hmm. doing it like that and i wonder if wicked had or you know allowed for people to bring more of themselves into their character that there would have been mm-hmm. even more people who had their stardom or whatever from from that experience and i'm hopeful that that's part of what wicked's doing now that they realize that what can be beautiful about a show is what people bring to it not just what the show already has to offer right yeah for sure, yeah. for sure. Okay. Um, what are some What are some shows as we wrap up here? What are I what have are you two got? shows, and they oh, feel to me very similar in this idea of the replacements are noteworthy because of the original cast. So mm-hmm. my two shows are Hamilton and Dear Evan Hansen. Ooh. Yeah. So I'll start I with Dear Evan Hansen. Those. Um, because this is my favorite because the Noah cest is a lot for me. Right. I mean right. the Evan cest. Sorry is a lot for me um okay so ben platt obviously originating the role of evan obby and I've then seen him twice yes i've seen him in that role once, but yes. um okay and then noah galvin replacing him in 2017 in november Incredible. and for six weeks and now they're dating yep <laughs> i love that so much okay and then in february taylor trench replacing noah for the role of, of Evan, also amazing. Andrew Barth Feldman. Oh, Andrew Barth. Replaced, right, right, right. Replaced but wasn't uh, there, Taylor. What's, and, wasn't Taylor's Ben Levy Ross, wasn't he? And then I think Ben was after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Barth Feldman was next. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. and then and then Ben Levy Ross. Yeah. Oh, or, or Jordan Fisher. Oh, oh. No, because no, Jordan Fisher was after Ben. Was before, yeah, it was after Ben. Yeah. It must have. Okay. Because I think Ben did the tour first, and then he came to Broadway. Yeah. It's it's also yeah. thinking about how many people play this one character is amazing. But I... I know. So I love this, because all of these people are now, like, people, people in the Broadway world, whether they were before they are now. And mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with that. And then I also wanted to shout out the role of Connor Murphy, originated by Mike Feist. Mm-hmm. Um, replaced by Alex Boniello. How do you say his name? Bon- Boniello? Boniello? Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Italian last name? Anyway, I've seen him. He's great. Love him. So mm. I wanted to shout him out. Um, other people um, that I, I mean. Fun fact on it Alex Boniello uh, in 2019 won a Tony Award for Best Musical because he produced Hades Town. Isn't that insane? That's, That's insane. I did not know that. That's, That's an amazing fun fact. That is a, a crazy fun fact. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right, let's talk about Ham. Hamilton. When I think about replacements, this is the show I think about, which That's I know so sounds crazy, but it's because there's so many yeah. dang people in this cast. And yeah. because, let me, I just want to quickly read you through, mostly because I love King George. And let me just quickly <laughs> read you through the King George experience. So what I'm saying, Reba. <laughs> yeah. Reba is King George. I'm crying. Yeah. So Jonathan Groff obviously playing the role of King George. Right. Replaced by Andrew Rannells in October 2015. Then Jonathan for, Groff... For like, re- for like six weeks or something. Yeah. Then Jonathan yeah. Groff returned in December 2015. Mm-hmm. Then Rory O'Malley, also amazing, replaced Jonathan Groff <laughs> in April. And then Jonathan Groff returned to the role... <laughs> In 2016 of June. Then Rory O'Malley returned to the role of King George in June 2016. I'm just saying. Amazing. Over the course of, like, barely a year, barely a year, you have three people playing King George, and two of which are returning multiple yep. times. Yeah. 
it's just it's honestly that's what i want that's what that's it's, the kind of replacing <laughs> i want i'm like yeah. no it's my turn again it's your turn i just love that um javier munez which we've talked about already uh replacing lin-manuel miranda um Mm -hmm. as alexander hamilton very important also for in the heights well also for uh king george taryn killam from snl later yes but not until 2017 yeah 2017 and then brian doshi james coming back and doing it but i'm telling you in that one time yeah it's just it's just crazy yeah yeah and they come back they come back and forth again yeah um yeah, I would have so. loved to see Andrew Randall's. That's the one that I'm like, That's oh the my one gosh. the one that got yeah. away. The six yeah. week role. It really is, yeah. Andrew Randall's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um Lexi Lawson replacing Philippa Sue as Eliza. Incredible. Amazing. Brander um, Victor Dixon replacing um replacing Le- uh, Leslie Adam Jr. Yeah. Which um, is incredible. Uh, I wanted to shout out someone else who was replacing Les or who replaced for um, Aaron Her. Hold on, Aaron Burr. Burr. Her, Aaron Her. Aaron. Hello, Aaron Her, Aaron sir. Burr. Her. Um. Uh, what's his name from? From um, winning the Tony Award for Aladdin. Help me. I wrote it down, but now I can't find it. Oh, James Monroe. Oh, James Monroe. Eagleheart. Yeah. But he replaced. He plays. Um, Oh, Lafayette. Lafayette. Just kidding. I'm sorry. He plays Lafayette and Jefferson. Yes, and Jefferson. Yeah. Anyway. Which is also inspired casting. James it is amazing. That's doing, amazing. Doing that. Uh, yeah. There are so many other people on this list. Jordan Fisher replacing Anthony Ramos Ugh, um, as Philip. Who else? Yeah. It's incredible. There are so many Mandy, tours of Hamilton Mandy Gonzalez. Right now. Yeah, replacing Mandy Gonzalez. For Angelica. Yeah, Karen Olivo in Chicago. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. just there are... I, yeah. If you look at this list also, there are 9 million people on yeah. this list. Yeah. There are so many tours of Hamilton right now. There's so many people getting work off of that show that I'm like, yeah. I'm just happy. I'm just happy. It's 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 a train that will keep on going for it years. It truly will. Yeah. yeah. And I think... What I I think this is similar to the um, Les Mis idea of like once you've played in this show, once you've done a role in this show, you've also established yourself yeah. in the community. The way that when pe- even when people play Gavroche, we're like, oh, they've been in Les Mis. Yeah. And I, I think part of this is the monstrosity of a show that it is, the creative energy of the show. And... The um, way that this show is going to outlive the the originators of the show. Yeah. And the same way that Les Mis kind of does in, in that yep. same kind of Absolutely. Space. So. Absolutely. I want to rattle off some... some okay. Um, Do it. Last minute, you know, uh, lightning round, you know. Amazing. Lightning replacements. round. Replacements. Lightning round. So we have How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. We have Darren Chris and Nick Jonas. Incredible. Replacing Danny Radcliffe. Replacing Danny Radcliffe. Uh, and then we have Hedwig and the Angry Inch. We have that. The replacements in this are literally insane. We have, of course, Amazing. replacing Neil Patrick Harris, Andrew Reynolds, Michael C. Hall, John Cameron Mitchell, who wrote the book of the musical, Darren Chris, and then Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs. <laughs> Tay Diggs. Obsessed. Obsessed. Um, and then lastly, the My Fair Lady revival in 2018. Um, uh, Eliza, originally played by Lauren Ambrose, was replaced by Laura Benanti, um, which is super fun. Yeah. And I remember that happening because I remember her doing that. And there was a, I think it was either Broadway.com or another interview that were like, oh, this is an, an interesting choice for you to replace um you know this isn't something it was like i guess still kind of new at the time that like she's Mm -hmm. a big broadway name and she's replacing in a revival it's not even an original role it's like a an older revival yeah she was like well it's such a great role that i wanted to do like when am i ever going to get the chance to do this and right i'm like yeah i respect exactly i love it i'm like i love laura benanti she's incredible so amazing so amazing. So that's also that's... seen sometimes on uh shoot, I forgot that name already of the show that uh that Sutton Foster's in. 
And Hilary Duff. Oh, Younger? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes featured in Younger. I was like, Bunheads? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anytime Well, I actually, my brain went Music Man first, and then... <laughs> Oh my oh, man. Laura Benanti. So also, maybe she'll replace Sutton in music. Yeah, game. maybe. I think That'd be cool. I know that we're not going to talk too much about the, con- or at all really, about the controversy around Leah <laughs> Michelle because we don't really know how to articulate it in a way yeah. that's maybe best. But typically. And there's been enough said about it, I think. There's been so much said about it. Um, you know, follow the right people. That's what I'm saying. But <laughs> I would say that. Sorry, I'm making myself laugh. I would say that typically replacements don't don't cause this much drama. And normally yep. replacements, I want to go back to what I said before. Normally replacements happen not because someone decides just like randomly kind of to leave the show or is forced out of the show. They are typically because they have finished their contract mm-hmm. or because they have somewhere else they need to be. And so I, I want to say that it normally, I know we mentioned a few like Mandy Patinkin and Harvey Firestein who have created some controversy on their replacement, but it was mostly about can that person do that role yeah. and not about the reality of someone replace, being replaced in that show. Yeah. So I, I do want to mention that because it does feel a little bit different. And the Into the Woods replacements, obviously these are feeling very like amicable replacements like right the cast is moving on they have other things to do Mm -hmm. they signed on for six weeks and it's been three months or what you know whatever um and so they're ready to go and they had not planned for this and that makes sense so that's all i really want to say about it for our non-broadway people who know a lot about leah michelle and know a lot about the drama and are like is this normal i want to say not really yeah no it's not it's not uh, but what a wonderful! I uh, thank you for having this conversation about yes. Broadway replacements. Yes. So fun. Thank so you. Fun. Thank yeah. you. All right, Rachel. Let's talk about character of the week. Let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Yeah, this <laughs> is a segment where uh, Taylor and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. So we think. What have we done? What are we feeling? What are our vibes? And what theater mm. character out there in the world has similar feelings, vibes, situations? We would also love to hear from your characters or, listen, your thoughts on HSM TMTS. Please. Broadway replacements. Please. Lee Michelle. Don't worry, darling. <laughs> we just want to know all of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so comment on our social media pages. Um, tell us who you are this week and you may get a shout out on a future episode. Rachel, let me tell you who I'm feeling like this week. I kind of, I gave, I, I, who am I? That's a good question. Um, I, uh, maybe have given you a little hint with the don't worry. Listen, I'm listen drama. There's drama everywhere. Don't worry, darling. There's this Lee Michelle drama. There's just so much drama. So the rings of power drama. There's just a lot. I don't even want to talk about that. This that's just oh my gosh. There's been too much. There's some tea that's been spilled. I do want to say that if you're not familiar with the Don't Worry Darling drama, I will um, put a link in the show notes below. Don't Worry Darling, Harry Styles, Florence Pugh, Chris Pine movie coming out at the later at the end of this month. should it be a musical? Maybe. Who knows? Oh, I'm um, here for that. But it is just a the, it's just a gift to society. Is all this drama? It's really. It's honestly like it's, <laughs> it's so getting us incredible. through the existential crisis. It's what's getting us through August and September. To be honest, like it's so wonderful. It's really, it's really getting yeah. us. Yeah, it's a lot. It's so hilarious. I've been. I've this gotten is the, the type download. of. This is the type of ish that we missed during COVID. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is this is the yeah. And I will say, just a shout out to the love of my life, Timothy Chalamet. He looked mighty fine he walking that great. red carpet. He did, yeah. That red, I I kind of wanted to borrow that. And that outfit is and, slays me. Yeah, no one else I don't think could have pulled it off. Except I just, I just cannot wait for this version of Willy Wonka. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. So anyway, with all this drama, I'm kind of feeling like. You know, I'm cheating a little bit. I'm going to be a big, you know, ensemble group of people. But I'm feeling like people that love drama, that just love when a 
they want to hear all about Elwood's life because I am the no. Greek chorus from Legally Blonde the musical. <laughs> Amazing! I love that so much. I thought you were going to say the, the pick a little, talk a little, ladies. Pick a little, oh, talk a yeah, little, pick a little, yeah, yeah. talk a little, talk a little, take a lot, talk a little, whatever the words are. Cheep, 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 you nailed cheep, it. Cheep, cheep, cheep. You nailed it. No. Greek chorus. Oh no, I love the Greek chorus. Greek they're, chorus. they're way better. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Uh, so Rachel, who's your character this week? This week, um, I am, you know, I'm in the midst of finally transitioning to new things and I'm having a major power ballad moment is how I feel. This is how I'm describing my transition in life. Oh, and I'm okay. like, I am singing the power ballad song at the end of act one and act two, you know, it's going to be that tap number that we all love. know and love. Yeah, and so, Rachel's going to do it for everyone, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So my power ballad feelings, I'm just trying to release the things in my life. And so inspired by HTMTS, wait, HTMTMTS, because I can't say it like that. Yeah. I am Elsa from Frozen. I am letting it oh, go. Letting it go. I love that. Yay! Let it go. Although let I will say go. that the end of Act One is not let it go, but that's okay. It's okay. What is? The, I thought it was. I thought it was monster. No, I thought monsters in Act Two. Ah, wait. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Well, while Rachel looks that up, um, if you guys would like to join in on our discussion, listen on the Broadway replacements, on all the drama, on if. Let It Go is indeed the end of Act 1. Um, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod, and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next week. I can't tell if it's... Uh, <laughs> if it is. Hold on. If I'm a monster. Oh, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought oh. so. How do you not make Let It Go? I mean, it would go? make the most sense, but then I thought maybe that's yeah. not true. I've seen this show. That's terrible. If I'm a monster. Oh, my God. Oh, the girls from Delta knew. <laughs> <laughs>